Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones, Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, October the 24th, 2018. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about the latest entertainment and celebrity news. Uh, we're going to be talking about Megyn Kelly, Black China, Louis Tomlinson, Amy Schumer, DeBrat, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, sweetie, what's going on? Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm Britney Spears. I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million kids in America struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, just make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656. And press the number one Also like us on Facebook Just go to www.facebook.com Slash That's Entertainment Radio Follow us on Twitter At That's Entertain One That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain And the number one You can also follow me on Twitter At Stiletto 14 Stiletto like the shoe S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number 14 And also follow me on Instagram Just go to T Jones Gibbs That's T-J-O-N-E-S G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny and cold 52 degrees. For 
before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's currently listening to the show, that's on the phone line. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. That's Entertainment has been on BTR for about eight years now. So uh, shout out to everyone who continues to listen. Shout out to everyone who's been there from the very beginning. And thank you for all your support. Well, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time to talk about what is the latest, greatest in the world of entertainment. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Miss Megyn Kelly. Uh, racism and ignorance continues to hurt America, and it, it continues to be our biggest downfall. And case in point to NBC host Megyn Kelly, I'll tell you what she said this week on her show uh, regarding to racial insensitivity and um, why it needs to still be addressed. Uh, also, the midterm elections are in two weeks, so for all you 18 to 26-year-olds out there, make sure you register to vote. The, verdict, the voting turnout for this age group was the lowest from the last election that we had, so make sure you vote and make sure that it gets counted. Uh, there are some states that are doing early voting, so don't make any excuses. Go out there and vote. This this midterm election is the most important. Also, uh, we're going to be talking about Miss um, uh, Black China. Apparently, she's in talks to join uh, to be a part of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, One Direction. Um, one of their front men, uh, Lewis Tomlinson. Apparently, he. Uh, he, he, you know, he's one of the judges on the X Factor UK version, and uh, he had made a statement to one of the contestants that make made it sound like One Direction may not be reuniting after all. I'll give you the latest. Also, um, Amy Schumer is one of the latest actress or celebrity that is taking a stand against the NFL. Apparently, she had turned down a lucrative ad deal in support of Colin Kaepernick. So, uh, lots to talk about this week. Also, we're going to be talking about um, uh, the brat. You remember she was uh, being sued by this uh, ex-cheerleader? Well, apparently, she wants to see receipts. Because remember, the brat had filed for bankruptcy so that she wouldn't have to pay this ex-cheerleader for assault. So now she's demanding to see receipts from some of the brat's famous friends like Mariah Carey, uh, Jermaine Dupree. She's going in. I'll tell you more about it. Also, Nicki Minaj is being sued by Tracy Chapman. I don't know if you guys know Tracy Chapman from the 90s. Remember she was famous for that hit song, Fast Car? Well, I didn't even know Tracy was even making music. Apparently she had released a song in August of this year, August 2018, called Sorry, and she's suing Nicki uh, for using, I guess, sampling the song. So I'll tell you the lays on that. So uh, without... uh, Further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories for the week. Hit it. All right, Megan Kelly. What can you say about Megan Kelly? Well, you know, next week is Halloween. 
And, you know, a lot of children are going to be dressed up in the latest, hottest costumes. Well, apparently Megan got on her show this week, and uh, she's facing some very hot criticism after she questioned why folks get all worked up over white folks in blackface. Yeah. The NBC host made the comment on her daytime talk show while discussing cultural insensitivity on Halloween with a panel that includes TV personalities such as Melissa Rivers, Jenna Bush Hager, and Jacob Sabaroff. Now, this is what she argued while she was debating on what is racist. Okay, now, remind you guys, Megyn Kelly is 47 years old. She was born in 1970. So she was reflecting on her own childhood back to a time when she claimed it was appropriate for white people to put on blackface on Halloween. As long as you was dressing up like the character, you do get in trouble. Her argument was you do get in trouble if you are a white person who put on blackface on Halloween or a black person that put on white face for Halloween back when she was a kid. It was okay. Now, as expected, her comments sparked outrage, particularly from people who recall her previous claims that Santa Claus could only be a white man. Now, comedian Patrick Monaghan suggested that the only time Kelly would be offended by blackface is if the person is also dressed as Santa Claus. So Saladat O'Brien, this is what she tweeted. She said, quote, with a panel of white people and pretending to not understand the historical roots of the issue nor bother to raise them on the Today Show, interesting, unquote. One online user reacted to Kelly ignorance by wondering, is Uh, Quote, is she trying to get fired so that NBC has to pay out the rest of her contract? Seems like a pretty obvious place so she can be back with her friends at faux news or fake news. First her defiance of Brett uh, Kavanaugh and now this. She is the worst, unquote. Al Roker, even Al went in and he had this to say. He said, uh, about again Kelly's uh, back uh, blackface apology. She said while he said quote while she apologized to the staff, she owes a bigger apology to to people of color around the country because this is the history going back to the 1830s. Minstrel shows to demean and this the uh, integrate a race wasn't right. Unquote. And another commentator stated that, uh, quote, wow, how many mulligans is, is NBC going to give this person? It appears she opens her mouth only to change feet. Now, many have agreed uh, with the users who wrote that uh, NBC Human Resources must have had, had talked with her a few years ago. Again, while Kelly was working at Fox News, she made headlines for insisting that Jesus was white and Santa Claus could only be portrayed by white men. She ignored criticism then because her brand of racism earned her big bucks and approval at Fox News. Um, again, Megyn Kelly is just one example of what is wrong with the United States of America. Because of the history in this country when it comes to race relations, racial issues, is that why some Americans think the way they do. We have one case in point, the president of our country. 
He thinks the same way. You know, I had a talk with uh, my husband the other day, and he was like, you know what, it was a good thing that Trump, Donald Trump did win because it get, let the world shows you and let let all the other countries in the world show you how messed up and racist America is. And I always say that the United States was one of the racist countries in the world. I mean, there's racism everywhere. There's racism in Europe. There's race, racism in Asia. There's racism all over the world. But because of our history and what the what what African Americans in this country had to go through, it's just that we forget that we have a history of this stuff, and it's very painful. And you have to watch what you say. But again, America don't care. You know, they. For example, this week they showed a, a British man. Uh, ranting on a flight, he was. They were on an air uh, airplane, saying some really nasty thing to this uh, black woman on the plane, an older black woman, and uh, she sounded like she was from the islands, and it, it's just terrible. And uh, you know, people say, you know, well. In my opinion, we don't have to worry about what Kim Jong-un is going to do, uh, what Russia is going to do, or, um, you know, these terrorists. We don't have to. We're going to be our own demise because racism and ignorance is hurting America, and it will continue to hurt America if we don't get it together. We don't have to worry about these other countries coming for America. We're going to do it for ourselves. And this is why it has to be addressed. Also, know your history. I know when people say these ignorant comments like this, they don't know their history. Case in point, earlier this year when the African woman um, had her son who was modeling for H&M and he had the little shirt with the monkey on it saying he's a good, well, I forgot what was the phrase on it, he's a good ape or cute ape or something, that woman didn't know her history, and because she was not from America, she doesn't know the history. Uh, there's a senator right now, speaking of the election, there's a senator that's up for re-election. I forgot what state he's from, who was the same one that called former First Lady Michelle Obama a monkey. Yes, he's up for re-election. I forgot what state he's from. He's up for re-election this midterm time. Um, America, racism and ignorance is going to be our demise. That's the bottom line. And Megyn Kelly is only 47 years old, and this is her way of thinking. But you know what? She, she's not the only one. She's not the only one. How can she say that that was all right? That 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 walking around and I don't care who you are, it's wrong. Even even if there's black people just in white face, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Uh, right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibb. Where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder 
when I broadcast live. Also, register here on Blog Talk Radio. It's free. Um, all you have to do is log in, and uh, you can listen to my show here on the network and other shows as well. Um, also this week, uh, Black China is reportedly heading to Love and Hip Hop franchise. That's right. Fans may expect an official announcement to be dropped anytime soon. The former Robin China star has allegedly agreed to star in the Love and Hip Hop franchise. However, um, media takeout news report that VH1 has to wait for her to resolve her ongoing bitter legal battles against E! Network and the Kardashians before eventually announcing her casting. Now, despite the delay in the announcement, the source further state that China will start filming for the show as soon as next month. The new report also suggests that the mother of two, who is the baby mama to Rob Kardashian, daughter Dream, is racking up a huge sum of money with her new deal for the VH1 series. Rumor has it that China is now dubbed the highest-paid non-Kardashian reality star. Fans may wonder which spinoff that China will appear on. A source familiar with Love & Hip Hop production claimed that uh, that she didn't sign on to be a part of Love & Hip Hop Hollywood or Atlanta or New York. She's going to just show up on all the shows, like how we saw Kay Michelle or Safari. Now, one person, however, doesn't seem to be thrilled with the news of China joining Love & Hip Hop, and it's Rob protected big sister, Kim Kardashian. Kim is afraid that China might embarrass herself, Rob, and everyone in the family, which really makes her nervous. And this is according to a source revealed to HollywoodLife.com. Kim knows that Rob likes his privacy, and so Kim would hate for him to be put in an uncomfortable situation. Kim doesn't think it's healthy for their daughter Dream to be raised in an environment like that. And uh, speaking of Black China, her mother, uh, Tokyo, to, uh, Tony Tokyo, uh, she is going on social media to beg uh, Rob Kardashian to see her granddaughter Dream. Yeah, she. Uh, I guess she hasn't seen the baby and God knows when she made it clear on social media she don't even know how the baby sounds. So uh yeah, she's calling out to Rob to make some kind of arrangement to see the baby. So we'll see. Um this is uh, certainly not a good news for all you fans of One Direction who are waiting for a One Direction reunion after their indefinite hiatus. Uh, Lewis Tomlinson appeared to confirm that the British boy band would no longer reunite in the latest episode of the X Factor UK version. Now, Lewis was seen prepping his contestant, Brendan Murray, for the first live show of the new season when the latter began recalling his time with his band, which didn't turn out the way he hoped. That's what's when uh, the 26-year-old singer-songwriter stepped into to give him some encouragement by referring to his own band in past tense. He said, quote, I get it. I used to be in a band, you know. You just want to move on from it, unquote. Now, his remark clearly raised questions to fans as One Direction only announced that they wanted to take a break from group activities, not disband. One Direction has been on hiatus since early 2016, with all four members embarking on a solo career. It remains unclear when they will reunite, but Niles told Billboard last year that he hopes this happens in the next few years. 
And Amy Schumer has vowed to turn down lucrative Super Bowl ad offers in support of quarterback Colin Kaepernick. The sportman, who had become the new face of Nike, has remained unsigned since staging a series of kneeling national anthem protests before San Francisco 49ers game in 2017. And now Schumer has joined his staple of supporters. Her decision to say no to big game ads come a day after a report spread uh, suggesting that Rihanna had turned down an offer to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show as a show of solidarity towards Kaepernick, who protests centered around the death of black youth at the hands of white police officers across the U.S. In a new Instagram post, the Trainwreck star uh, wrote, quote, I wonder why more white players aren't kneeling. Once you witness the true, deeply inequality and endless racism people of color face in our country, not to mention the police brutality and murders, why not kneel next to your brothers? The hardest thing a guy can do is get down on one knee, unquote. She also urged Maroon 5 to scrap their plans to perform at the Super Bowl, adding that she think it would be cool if Maroon 5 would back out of the Super Bowl just like Rihanna did. Adam Levine and his bandmates have been linked to the Super Bowl gig in recent weeks. And the ex-cheerleader who sued the brat for assault is now demanding to see Mariah Carey and Jermaine Dupri's receipts. Carey is being dragged into Brad's bankruptcy case now that one of the rapper's creditors is demanding to know if the singer had financially supported the so-so deaf artist in the past couple of years, and this is according to The Blast. As we previously uh, reported, Shayla Stevens won a $6 million judgment against the brat over a nightclub assault. The rapper filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy to protect from having to pay up. Now Stevens has filed court documents demanding that she turn over certain financial records. According to the report, Stevens is asking for all communication with Mariah, Debris, the reality television show Growing Up Hip Hop in Atlanta, Dish Nation, the Ricky Smiley Morning Radio Show, Sony Music, and various other possible income venues. Now, Stevens wants the court to allow her to review Brat's finances. She's asking for docs relating to any works with others, whether compensated or not, included but not limited to her public statement that she has the ability to obtain funds to pay plaintiffs, in this case, from either Jermaine Dupree or Mariah Carey. The Pratt, get this, reportedly owes Stevens $8 million, which is the $6 million judgment plus interest. Now, according to the Blast Report, the Brat's monthly income as an entertainer radio personality is $9,319, but her expenses total 10000 a month leaving her with a negative $1,187 a month after paying her bills. Wow. And Nicki Minaj has a brand-new lawsuit on her hands, courtesy of Tracy Chapman, who is accusing the rapper of jacking her song, Baby Can I Hold You, as the basis for Sorry. In June of this year, Chapman said Minaj and her rep made multiple requests to license Baby Can I Hold You, but they were not granted. But on the day the track was played, Nicki Minaj tweeted, Sis said no, which according to the lawsuit refers to Chapman's denial to her request to use Baby Can I Hold You. Now, Minaj and her team pulled the song from Queen, which is her current album now, and tried to make it disappear, but Tracy said the damage was done. Chapman is suing to prohibit Minaj from releasing the song again. She also won damages in the form of money. 
and season six of Braxton Family Values saw the sisters at odds like never before, and Tamar Braxton wants to further clear up what went down on the two-part season finale. As previously reported, the Braxton sister needed some emotional and spiritual support from Ayanna Van Zandt after they quit the WE TV series. Ayanna convinced the sisters to appear on the show to try and fix their lives, but it didn't go as planned because Tamar walked off in the middle of filming. She later went on Twitter to blast the life coach, calling Ayanna the devil. Now, Braxton didn't stun fan when she confessed during a taping of Wendy Williams that she was molested as a child by members of both sides of her family. She explained that she stormed out of the meeting with Ayanna because the therapist was pressing her to talk about it. Williams didn't ask for details about the alleged molestation, and Tamar never named names. Ultimately, the confession did not air on TV. Now, Braxton recently spoke with Houston radio station 97.9, The Box, where she claimed to never spoke about what happened to anyone who was shocked to discover that the family member went to Ayanda and discussed it before they started the session. Tamar was upset with Van Zandt for not coming to her first before forcing her to talk about the experience in front of her family. Now, Braxton didn't mention Ayanna's name during her interview because Van Zandt is threatened to sue Braxton Family Value for defamation. She also did not reveal who told Ayanna about the sexual abuse, but fans have taken the social media to debate about why it may have been Tracy. In the meantime, the R&B Sontra has already confirmed that she will not be back for the next season of Braxton Family Values. Tamar is currently starring in a play with Snoop Dogg titled Redemption of a Dog. And Tamar Braxton, speaking of Tamar, her estranged husband, Vince Herbert, he has failed to respond to her filing to dissolve their marriage now that the reality TV star is hoping a judge will sign off on their divorce so she can be done with this process. In a new document obtained by the Blast, the youngest of the Braxton sisters have asked a judge to grant her a default judgment in her divorce. Her, uh, Herbert was served back in September and was given 30 days to respond in court, but he reportedly can't be bothered responding to Tamar's petition for divorce. When the music producer failed to show up on f- or file court docs within the deadline, Braxton wasted no time to file a motion for the judge to wrap it up without Herbert's involvement. And according to the report, if her motion is approved, the judge could determine the amount of child and spousal support and split their community property equally. The songstress filed for divorce from Herbert back in October 2017 after nine years of marriage. Braxton is also seeking primary custody of their four-year-old son, Logan. And Shonda Rhimes was recently honored at Elle Magazine's 25th Annual Women in Hollywood celebration, where she made a surprise announcement during her acceptance speech. The Grey Anatomy creator revealed that she's the highest-paid showrunner in television after inking a lucrative deal with Netflix. It was previously announced that Ryan Murphy, who was in the audience, signed a five-year Netflix deal worth as much as $300 million. Right now we have uh, 27 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, we're going to be talking about uh, Katie Holmes. She's making a return to the horror genre. She is going to be in the, uh, remember the horror movie, The Boy? Well, she's going to be starring in The Boy 2, and I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, you, 
uh, model Melanie Martin uh, has beginning death threats. She's the model who was uh, depicting the first lady, Melania Trump, in T.I.'s new music video. So she's getting death threats, and I'll tell you more about it. Also, uh, R. Kelly, as we all know, has been labeled a monster and the devil. And it's by the women who are going to be featured in a new documentary about abuse allegations made against him. Also, um, Mariah Carey, she's getting ready to return to TV as a talent show mentor. Uh, You know, she was on television before when she was one of the judges on American Idol, and she swore that she was never going to do another talent show. Well, this time she uh, went back on her word. I'll tell you more about it. And Steve Carell is making a grand comeback. You all know him from the show The Office. Well, he's going to be coming back on the screen with help from Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Are you drunk enough? Now to judge what I'm doing. Are you high enough to skills that I'm ruining? Cause I'm ruined. Is it late enough for you to come and see over? Cause you're free to love, so tease me. Calling, 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 calling. I need someone 
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we have 26 minutes uh, after the hour, uh, or 26 minutes left remaining in the show, rather. Uh, that was new music from Karis, Calvin Harris featuring Sam Smith and Promises. Uh, before we went to the uh, music break, I was telling you about uh, model Melanie Martin. Well, she previously said it was a brave decision to film a new scene depicting First Lady Melania Trump stripping in the Oval Office for rapper's T.I. controversial music video. The visual feature of Martin taking off and uh, taking off a I Don't Really Care Do You jacket, which was made famous by Trump wife during her visit to immigrant children being housed in government-sponsored cages. Now, Martin told Inside Edition, quote, that it was an opportunity for her to step right outside her comfort zone and play uh, the First Lady naked, which she never done before, but it was brave. But now she's singing a different tune. Uh, she spoke at length on Monday on Page 6 TV about the death threats she had received since appearing as Melania in T.I.'s racy video. And after going to authorities, the Canadian-born Los Angeles-based star said that, um, quote, I'm going to seek some professional guidance on this. Her team is involved, unquote. Though she has not heard from T.I.'s camp, Martin is hoping that the rapper reaches out. While law officials look into the death threats and assassin, Martin says she can handle the trolls on social media. Uh, she said that, quote, bullying and attacking people online is one thing, and I'm glad that I can handle all of it. However, death threats and assassin are a whole different level, unquote. That's amazing that uh, T.I. hasn't reached out to her. Um, apparently, she said that uh, probably the reason why T.I. doesn't know is because he's currently out of the country, so I don't know. But, yeah, he hasn't said anything. I don't know if his people know about it. But, uh, yeah, she's getting death threats for playing a fake Melania Trump. Uh, Adrian Brody and Kim Jeon has signed on to star in Charlie's Day's El Tonto. The Hollywood actors will feature in the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia star featured directorial debut, according to Deadline. It's not known what role Brody and Jayon, Kim Jong will take on, but uh, in El Tonto Day, uh, it will they will portray lead characters, the fool who has been described as a simple-minded guy who becomes an unlikely Hollywood celebrity. Uh, other stars to join the cast include film veteran Ray Liotta, Vikings actor Travis Fimmel, Breaking Bad star Dean Norris, and Devious Maid star Edie Ganim. Now, previously it was announced that Kate Beckinsale will portray an actress in the movie while Jason Sudeikis will play a director. Director uh, Jillian Bell, John um, Malkovich and Edie Falco will also appear. El Tonto is due to begin shooting in Los Angeles this month. And Katie Holmes is making a return to the horror genre eight years after starring in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. The former wife of Tom Cruise found herself landing a lead role in the sequel to 2016 horror movie The Boy. There are yet details on what part Katie will tackle. Still, the second installment of the William Brett Bell-directed film itself will revolve around a young family who moves into Hillshire uh, Mansion 
Oblivious to the horror history of the estate, the young son befriended an eerie, lifelike doll named Bram. Now, the original The Boy hit the theaters in January of 2016. It follows an American named Greta Evans, who is hired by the Hillshires to be a nanny to a life-size doll called Bram. Uh, when she violates a list of strict rules, a series of disturbing and in, uh, inexplicable events lead to her to believe that the doll is alive. Now, made under a $15 million budget, this Lauren Cohen starring horror brought in $68 million in total worldwide. And uh, R. Kelly has been labeled a monster and the devil by women featuring in a new documentary about abuse allegations made against him. The accuser are among 50 interviewees taking part in the three-part Surviving R. Kelly documentary, which will air on U.S. Network Lifetime in, on uh, January 19th. Other interviewees called the star who has been dogged by claims he coaxed women into abusive relationships, likened to a sex cult, a puppet master, and a monster. The clip also makes reference to past claims against the musician, like his 2008 acquittal in a child pornography case. Several celebrities, including John Legend, talk show host Wendy Williams, and the R&B singer Sparkle, whose niece was a uh, was at the center of the child pornography case, have also been interviewed for the six-hour documentary, while Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea Kelly, ex-girlfriend Kitty Jones, and his brother Carrie and Bruce have also taken part in the program. Lifetime bosses commissioned the show after the parents of two young women accused him of brainwashing them into a sex cult. Several former associates, including Jones, who alleged he had groomed an underage girl to become his sex pet, also went public to accuse the star of behaving abusively towards girlfriends. The 51-year-old has denied the allegation but also remained defiant by mocking the controversy with a 19-minute song called I Admit, Police in Dallas, Texas are investigating a separate sexual misconduct claim from a former lover, which he also denies. The first installment airs on the uh, on January 3rd in the U.S. And call the midwife star Emerald Fennell. Uh, she has been cast as Camilla Parker Bowles in the third season of the Netflix hit The Crown. The actress will join, uh, will join Olivia Coleman, Helena Boham Carter, and Tobias Menzies among the stars of the royal drama. Camilla was Prince Charles' longtime sweetheart, and they became a couple following the breakdown of his marriage to Princess Diana. Charles and Camilla wed in 2005, and she was given the royal title Duchess of Cornwall. And uh, Mariah Carey, she's getting ready to return to TV as a talent show mentor five years after her disastrous turn on American Idol. The singer has signed on as advisor to Jennifer Hudson's team for the knockout round of the current season of The Voice here in the U.S. The news was announced on Tuesday. Today show where uh, Carrie revealed she was thrilled to land the new TV gig. Mariah previously sworn off TV talent shows after calling her time on American Idol the worst experience of her life. The pop diva publicly feuded with fellow judge Nicki Minaj throughout the show, leading to some very uncomfortable television. Carrie will make her debut on The Voice next week, beginning October 29th. Uh, Carrie, uh, 
Meanwhile, uh, Jennifer Hudson, who is previous American Idol contestant, made her debut on season 13 of The Voice last year and returned to join fellow former Idol favorites like Kelly Clarkson on the panel for the current season 15, which kicked off in late September. And Steve Carell is making a grand comeback to the small screen. The Office alum has been set to lead a forthcoming Apple drama about morning show hailing from uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Carell, who is best known for his role as Michael Scott in the NBC single-camera comedy, will portray Mitch Kessler in the yet-untitled series. Kessler is described as a morning show anchor who is struggling to maintain relevance in a changing media landscape. Now, this game marked his first series regular role since his rap uh, in The Office in 2011. Aniston Witherspoon will also start on the series, which doesn't have a premiere date just yet. Apple has picked up the series with a two-season, 12-episode order. The project is planned to offer an inside look at the lives of the people who help America wake up in the morning. And based on the original concept by Michael Ellenberg, the project will have Brian Stetler's book, Top of the Morning, Inside the Cutthroat World of Morning TV, as background. In addition to starring, Aniston is serving as executive producer alongside her Echo Film partner, Kristen Hahn. Uh, they are joined by Witherspoon and her Hello Sunshine topper, Lauren Levy uh, Nussstander, uh, with Ellingbird Media Red serving as the studio on the series. And Paula Abdul is nursing a few bumps and bruises uh, after falling off the stage during a gig in Mississippi on Saturday night, October the 20th. The straight-up singer went straight down as she reached out to grab fans' hand at the, uh, at the front of the stage at the Hard Rock Live venue in Biloxi and lost her balance. Now, fans helped uh, Paula get back on stage, and she continued with the show, putting on a brave face and completing the third gig on her straight-up Paula 2018 tour. It's not quite clear if the singer and dancer is more seriously injured than she led on, but she recently revealed she was taken care of uh, on tour uh, after the horrific accident on a plane flight 25 years ago, which derailed her pop career. That's right. The singer underwent 15 surgeries and was left partial paralyzed after the engine of a seven-seater plane on which she was a passenger blew up, and Paula, who was not strapped in, found herself being tossed around the cabin like a rag doll. She told talk show host Steve Harvey that she hit her head on top of the plane, and after that she was sidelined for seven years. She had 15 spinal surgeries and partial paralysis. She returned to the spotlight as a judge on her American Idol, and now she's back on her feet and touring again. The Straight Up Paula tour began earlier this month, and she's scheduled to perform at the Coliseum at Caesar Windsor in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, on October 25th. Right now, we have 15 minutes late, uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the week. So don't go anywhere. Oh, oh. 
and flinch, and he continued performing like nothing happened. He later posted a clip of the near-fatal incident on Instagram story along with a funny caption which read, Mexico forecast, stormy with a chance of falling objects. The call-out my name crooner has been gracing the stages uh, in several cities and countries in support of his first EP, My Dear Melancholy. He has also announced that he would be embarking on an Asian tour for the first time to promote the effort. The eight-day trek is scheduled to kick off on November 30th in Hong Kong and includes stops in Thailand, Singapore, and Taiwan. It will conclude on December 18th in Tokyo, Japan. Tickets, details, and venues have yet to be announced as of now. Featuring six songs, My Dear Melancholy was released on March 30th without any warning. It debuted at number one on Billboard 200 with 169,000 units, becoming the shortest album to top the chart in eight years. The feat was previously held by Glee, the music journey to regionals. And does Miley Cyrus have new music coming soon? It might have been so since the uh, former Disney darling was spotted hard at work in Los Angeles on Thursday, October 18th, filming what appeared to be a new project. Fan has been speculating that the Wrecking Ball hitmaker is preparing for, new al- for a new album after she wiped out all of her posts on Instagram and changed her icon to a black circle. The move, which was first started by Taylor Swift, has been done by several musicians whenever they are about to release new music. Adding fuel to the speculation, a source shared to Us Weekly earlier this year that Miley has been working on her new album. Miley's latest album, Younger Now, was released on September 29, 2017 via RCA Records, receiving generally mixed reviews from music critics. The effort debuted at number five on Billboard's 200 with 45,000 units. It marked her lowest peak on the charts and her smallest first week sales. And Games of Thrones is bringing together all past and present cast members of the show for a reunion special. Sean Bean let it slip during an interview with The Hollywood Reporter when he was asked if he still keep in touch with his former castmates. The British actor who character Ned Stark was beheaded in season one revealed they, that they filmed the special in Bedfast with Conan O'Brien serving as the host. While it's unclear who would be part of the reunion special, fans can bet that Jason Momoa would be featured in it. The Aquaman star was spotted in Belfast, Ireland during the filming of the final season, sparking a speculation that he might appear in some way or another despite his character Carl Drogo's demise. The eighth and final season of Throne is slated to arrive in 2019, but the premiere date isn't announced yet by HBO. And Matthew Broadway has landed a part in The Connors. The 56-year-old star is joining the ABC sitcom in the role of Peter, a lump entrance for Jackie, played by Laurie Metcalf, according to reporters at Entertainment Weekly. It's unclear how many episodes Broadway will appear in on the show, as it was recently announced that he is joining the Netflix program Daybreak, based on the graphic novel by Brian Routh. The Connors premiered on Tuesday, October 16th, with audience finally learning how Roseanne Barr character was written off following the controversial actress firing from the Roseanne reboot in May. During the premiere episode, the Connors family addressed the matriarch absences in the opening scene. As the family gathered in the kitchen mourning the loss of Roseanne, her husband Dan, played by John Goodman, and sister Jackie found out she died of an opiate overdose. 
Throughout the episode, the Connor family discover a mixture of pills hidden in different places around the house, including the closet and their freezer. Although Barr says she wouldn't be tuning in to watch the Roseanne spinoff, she took to social media to share her opinion on how they killed off her character. She posted on Twitter, quote, I ain't dead, bitches, unquote. And Netflix has pulled the plug on another Marvel-related series. Following the cancellation of Marvel's Iron Fist last week, the steaming giant, the streaming giant has announced that it decided to can Luke Cage after running for two seasons. Deadline was first to break the news. A source revealed to The Hollywood Reporter that Marvel and Netflix come to a conclusion after facing creative differences. It's said that the two are unable to agree the terms for a third season of the show. Shortly after the cancellation announcement, the official Twitter of Luke Cage posted an art poster featuring the title or character depictor Mike Coulter. Always Forward was written across the picture. With both Luke Cage and the Marvel Iron Fist being canned on Netflix, that leaves uh, Daredevil, uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones, and The Punisher as the remaining Marvel shows on its roster. Marvel's Jessica Jones and The Punisher are slated to return for new seasons next year, while the future of Daredevil remains uncertain. And Miami, uh, Miami Vice star uh, Don Johnson is circling a deal to join Daniel Craig and Chris Evans in a murder mystery called Knives Out. The actor will join Blade Runner 2049's Anna D. Arbus, Michael Shannon, and Keith Stanfield among the supporting cast for the movie if he signs on. Production is set to begin next month. Meanwhile, Johnson has also landed a role in uh, Damon Lederloff, star-studded new Watchmen TV series. That project will also feature Oscar winner Jeremy Irons, Regina King, Tim Blake Nelson, and Louis Gossip Jr. And another mass serial killer is about to be revived in the wake of Hollywood, um, I'm sorry, of Halloween 2018 success. LeBron James, who has been actively developing his venture in Hollywood film industry under his Spring Hill Entertainment banner and uh, Vertigo Entertainment, are in talks to reboot, uh, produce and reboot Friday the 13th. That's right. Other details of the upcoming reboot are not available at the project as the project is currently still in its very early stages. Bloody disgusting first reported of uh, the bloody disgusting first reported of James' involvement in the project. Uh, last month, the original Friday the Thirteenth screenwriter Victor Miller he regained the rights to the screenplay. The planning of which include the producers Horror Inc. and the director Sean Cunningham could still appeal. The original 1980 movie, which was created to cash in on the success of Halloween, centers on Jason Voorhees, who drowned as a boy at Cape Chris, uh, Camp Crystal Lake due to negligence of the camp staff. Uh, the site later became the setting for a series of mass murders, and the killing is later revealed to be Mrs. Voorhees, the mother of Jason, who is seeking vengeance for her son's death. Now, the latest attempt to revise the franchise was in 2009 with Friday the 13th director, uh, who was directed by uh, Marcus Nispel. Uh, it also uh, starring Jared Padalecki, 
It, re- it received many negative reviews, but posted the second biggest domestic gross for the franchise with a total of $65 million. It collected a worldwide total of $91.4 million. Now, LeBron James has several sh- uh, several times have shown his love for the movie series. Uh, back in February of 2013, he posted a picture of him wearing a mask inspired by the serial killer, Jason Voorhees, hot, uh, hot, uh, hockey, hockey mask. Now, James recently announced that he's teaming up with Black Panther director Ryan Coogler to bring Space Jam 2. The Saturn uh, award-winning director will serve as producer along with James for the long-awaited sequel to the 1996 live-action animated sports comedy. James is also set to star in the movie featuring Bugs Bonnie. So he's, you know... uh, LeBron James is getting really involved in Hollywood. Again, he wants to do a revise of Hollywood, of, of uh, Friday the 13th, and, of course, he wants to uh, produce and star in, well, he is directing, he is going to be in the upcoming Space Jam, too, so I'm looking forward to that. And... um Speaking of Halloween, uh, it has met its expectations to soar the North American box office. The newest installment of the horror film franchise debuted at number one at the chart with an estimated $77.5 million, marking the biggest opening for the franchise, which started with the 1978 film directed by John Carpenter. The movie's opening hall also set the second-best opening for all horror movies behind Stephen King's uh, adaptation of It, which lost to $123 million in 2017, additionally posting the second-highest October opening ever behind Venom, which opened to $80.3 million earlier this month. The David Gordon Green-directed Halloween is predicted to early, uh, easily surpass the $184 million collected by the original movie. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis returned to reprise a role as Michael Myers' surviving victim, Laurie Strode, in the latest film. Acknowledging the, the movie's success, she tweeted, quote, okay, I'm going for one Bose post. The 59-year-old actor pointed out that this that it's the biggest movie opener ever with a female lead over 55. You go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> well, that will do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your uh, host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.